This is Tony from Sonata Arctica. This is Diana van Giesbergen from Xandria. This is Danny Marino from The Agonist. This is Nora from Battle Beast. Hi, this is Mark from Dragon Force, and you are listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Listeners, I'm here with Alex and Toso from Symphonic Metal Behemoths, Leaves Eyes. We're so pleased to have you guys with us on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the opportunity for this interview. Well, we're talking to you in Louisville, Kentucky at Diamond Pub. Is this your first time to perform in Kentucky? I think it's the first time. We played um, quite a few, I, I think, close venues, but not this venue. No, the first the, time here in this yeah. city. Yeah, yeah. it's sometimes pretty hard. You know, I'll do like <laughs> seven weeks or five experts. weeks. And then. Maybe it didn't make the biggest impression the first time, so. No, 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 no. no. Just the don't want to make any mistake. We played in Atlanta. It was awesome in Kentucky. <laughs> well, I'm seeing you guys play for the first time. Uh, tonight is support for the mighty Sabaton. But last night, I understand you were able to headline a gig in Detroit. How was the reception for that show? Um, we, yeah, it was a good party. We played at the Token Lounge in Westland, uh, Westland already four or five months before. So there were a few people coming that already saw us with Sonata Arctica. It was a bit smaller, but a lot of diehard fans, and uh, which gave us the opportunity to hang out with them, ca- uh, catch a couple of beers, have a good time. So it, and of course, we were able to play a longer set, which is also nice for our fans. Because you can also play longer songs, older songs. 40 minutes is nice, but still, like you, you cannot, for a band which has so many releases, like Leaves Eyes with six albums, it's hard to make everybody happy. So, yeah, there will all be, always be one person complaining. <laughs> so, that was nice to have that opportunity for a headline set yesterday. Good to be able to play some of those deep cuts. This tour is amazing uh, with, with Sabaton and Battle Beast. It's a super package. It uh, suits uh, very well with the bands and the style. And uh, the combination uh, is very appreciated from the fans, what we heard. They, they were all very enthusiastic about uh, this lineup. And we just spoke with the Sabaton guys, uh, and they see it exactly the same way. And yeah, I think all the shows we played now with Sabaton were sold out. Even like uh, Cleveland with 2,200 people in the Okora um, was like two days ago. Uh, amazing. New York. New York. Montreal, Toronto. Yeah. So yeah. it's going very well. It's a good mix of sounds. Nobody is so different that you're going to have fans walking out because the sound isn't like, but also not in one box, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, uh, Battle Beast and um, yeah. Leaves Eyes is like a more uh, symphonic or uh, for Leaves Eyes symphonic uh, female frontend act and um, Battle Beast they they keep like uh, you know their heavy metal or uh, 80s vibe in their uh, music let's say like that and uh, it, it suits very well with Sabaton. You're on, I think, your second tour of North America in just the past year. Do you feel like you're developing a strong fan following over here in North America? I mean, North America has always been an important market for us. Already in the beginning of Leaves Eyes, like the first time we come over 2005, 2006 with Blind Guardian, 
But it's not that easy for European bands to tour in the States. And we had two, three bummers with tours that were not working out then. So we are very happy to be back. We've been 2014 here with Moonspell, now with Sonata Arctica and um, also with Sabaton. And I, I guess it will not be the last time. No. And uh, yeah, we had uh, the album King of Kings out and we got a lot of support also by a record company, I have to say. And uh, yeah, we got this offer. We knew Sabaton already from the, let's say, Euro NAM show in Frankfurt. They're really nice guys. I think they like us. We like them. Yeah, in Frankfurt. Yeah. And we played a Sabaton open air. Yeah. And yeah, we met on the road and uh, yeah. yeah, in places uh, where we were just being together, festivals and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, we talked like a while ago already that it would be very nice to play together yeah. on one tour package. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this is your first time on our podcast, so I do want to ask you all a little individual question. Uh, when did you each start in music, and at what point did each of you begin to focus on this as your career? Um, I always wanted to have a guitar. I was like with three or four. I was already I was uh, annoying my mom to hell, because usually the German kid has to start with a flute and any stupid stuff, but I was always into was music, rock and roll. <laughs> like uh, Elvis and Keith Richards and Fats Domino. That's what I grew up with. And then I wanted to play guitar. And um, I guess it started to be more serious when I joined Atrocity in 1994 uh, with a a long European run with Obituary back then. And since then, it has become quite serious and a major and important part of my life. How about you, Alex? Well, (laughs) I was a kid... uh, six years old or something um, I discovered a band called Deep Purple Ah. and since then it was growing myself to become myself like a rock musician and with 14 I think I had my first band with 15 I started Atrocity under the name is together but we we changed the name very quickly and this band is still going on Atrocity Uh, yeah a long time back uh, 1985 started a band and um, yeah Leaves Eyes um, was uh, also something we, we wanted to, to do together uh, because the passion for the kind of music uh, with the symphonic elements and the northern mythology in the whole let's say field of variety within that uh, kind of band we do with Leaves Eyes um, was uh, just another challenge for us a new challenge to make a band uh, following this direction. So, yeah, I think besides that, I'm also, like Toso, completely dedicated uh, to the world of metal. I'm a heavy metal producer. Uh, we have a studio called Master Sound Studio. I produce other bands as well. I was working for record labels such as Massacre Records, Roadrunner Records, and Napalm Records, um, you know, in uh, different, uh, yeah, Stuff like marketing, uh, promoter, A&R, you talent scout, all kinds of things. So I was also based uh, in, in, in the music business as a booking agent and uh, started also as a writer for, for a newspaper and stuff like that, uh, connected to music. Yeah, so done, done it all. 
enmeshed in the music. Well, let's talk a moment about the band's latest release, the EP Fires in the North. Uh, you have the title track Fires in the North as both a full majestic metal anthem, but also presented on there as an acoustic version. Did the song initially develop as a metal song, or did it start out in a more stripped-down uh, version? Actually, the whole idea about Fires in the North was to have something brand new with our new singer, Elena, who's in the band now for one year. And uh, we wrote it from the scratch as a metal song. <laughs> and then the acoustic version, uh, uh, as we've, you know, we always like, you know, with Lee's eyes to, to uh, involve also natural instruments, you know, like, not like the classical uh, rock with electric guitars and stuff. Oh. Yeah, we, exactly, Celtic folk instruments. So uh, we thought it would be a cool idea to um, make a transition uh, from from a metal song to acoustic version for that song. And it, yeah, it works very well, I think. I'm struck by how well both versions work and that, indeed, the acoustic version still has a lot of aggression to it, in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it may be come from the initial idea. I mean, it's uh, in the vein of King of, uh, King of Kings, but at the same time, the idea is maybe a bit was to have a stadium rock song, like an anthem that you can sing along. And, yeah... It's also like true, like a very the way it's played on the acoustic yes. uh, is still a kind of like a rock element. It's not like a John Denver song. No, 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 no. <laughs> you also have three re-recorded tracks on the EP from 2015's King of Kings album. Uh, now with Alina on vocals, did you do any other tinkering, or was the vocal tracking the only significant change? That yeah, that was actually also the idea behind uh, to because Alina was. Uh, presenting the songs live on stage and people were requesting or even demanding come on guys we want to have that versions also at least some of them uh to get it you know in a very professional way of course not like on a lousy youtube video <laughs> you know uh, from some smartphone recorder so yeah that, that was the idea um you know to have a version with elena of some of the songs and the EP is doing very well. I think the record company had to do already three reprintings yeah. of the EP, so it's really, really well. It was sold out right away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it says uh, actually all about uh, you know how well she was received by the fans. Yeah. And I'm guessing we'll get a number of tracks from the EP Fires in the North tonight when you perform live. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you all ever, talking about going back and doing some re-recording, do you ever go back and listen to your own songs and older albums? I know some artists have a little discomfort listening to their back catalog. Do you yeah, all... I have two guys that are totally different from totally each other. Totally different. While I love that very much because uh, when I do, uh, because I'm also responsible for the pr production process and everything, and for me it's like a relief, oof, bring all the pieces together, orchestra, uh, choirs, natural instruments, you know, and the band, and bring it together is like a huge puzzle. And uh, then, like maybe some guys would love to watch their puzzle when it's finished. It's the same to me. I love to hear the result and go in all the details. I even have friends, they have a super expensive uh, stereo system, right? Uh, like very good uh, to listen to music, all kinds of. And even... Even that, you know, I go like, okay, I have a studio, I have everything proper, but then I would love to hear it on their system too. I check it out everywhere, on the, in the car, on, on my private stuff, what I have. While Torso, 
I think I'm completely totally the opposite. <laughs> On the flight uh, to New York, we flew over um, for this tour to New York. It was the first time that I listened to the King of Kings album. I mean, that was released in 2015. Because when you work months and almost years <laughs> and spend on each bass drum, each harp section, each vocal line, everything, every note, and then it's finished and I need a break from it. So it was the first time I've actually been listening to it. <laughs> Do you feel like sometimes those songs evolve over the years as you play them live from the original uh, tracking? They do, actually. Yeah. Every time you, you practice them and um, let's say a new tour is coming up, they might sound a little bit different. Or you, you discover stuff, ah, yeah, that's the way we did it two years ago. Or yeah. I also like to add, a f I mean, live I only play guitar. I change a few tiny little details here and there, but really just tiny details. I feel like for me it's life working better. But yet they do evolve, and uh, I have no problem with it. It should be, I mean, yeah. we have 2017, and they should sound as we want to present them in 2017. But that's how it is, actually. You know, you, you you actually do the record first, and then you have the live experience, and then you might think, you know, through the experience you have with the audience and yeah. with the band itself playing, uh, okay, we could have done this and this, you know. If it's better or not, doesn't really matter. It's just every musician, you know, is like that, I guess. And uh, Does the symphonic backing that you bring along, does that limit somewhat how much you can improvise? I mean, do you get... For sure, that that's for sure. But on the other hand, it's not only that. It's 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 more like you know uh, why we like the situation now. We are in the middle of a new production. We go on tour. We grab the energy from these shows, from the audiences, and from our experience, we go back in the studio. And now you know having this in in, in mind, like coming home from such a fantastic tour, going right into the studio is the best motivation you can get. Is yeah. the best push. No, we were in the studio before the tour, and now we have like, um, let's say, an out time. You know, like, oof, some fresh air, yeah, yeah. fresh air, <laughs> airplanes, tour buses, and uh, rock clubs. Right. But uh, you know, in, in a way, to refresh the mind and 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 have this uh, possibility also to 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 have an out time and think about songs. Ah, oh, yeah, come on, let's try this out. We on this tour, uh, we had this and this experience. Maybe it works better on the song too. Like now you guys have been both been with the band since the beginning in what ways has the musical vision do you think changed from when you started back in 2003 uh, yeah I mean we have always been the backbone for the decisions and also how the, the band moved over the years I think important were maybe the Njord album which the first time had a very more uh, metal like and very bombastic um, perspective and the Merited album, which we went a very experimental way. Yeah, we took right. we took the freedom and also the risk. I have to admit to say, okay, let's go for it. We don't care about folky, uh, if it's if it's traditional. super successful or mainstream. We want to experiment with these folky elements. And I think from Symphonies of the Night, we we found a way how we connect the symphonic elements and the folky and um, northern mythology sounds together. And um, yeah, so I think that's the, 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 the way we went and how we decided to go. And uh, the productions, they keep getting bigger and more human and more inspiring because we don't use any plastic sounds anymore. Everything you hear is 
human beings for the King of Kings album, it must have been, I can only guess, it must have been over 100 people involved yeah. or more in seven different countries. <laughs> all, all live people and in, instrumentation in the studio. Yeah, it's all live recorded. All in seven countries, actually. Yeah, in seven countries. So a, a lot of people have also given their input on the album. I think you can hear that it has this very earthy sound. And I think that's organic. something organic and where we, where we actually want to stick to, where we want to go. Are you all already working on material for the follow-up to King of Kings? And uh, where, where kind of are you in that process? Yeah. Yeah. Just out of the studio. Yeah. We, we are finished with most of the songs, uh, like with the song ideas, let's say. And now as we go back, that, that's what I said. Now, now we can actually finalize all the stuff what uh, we have now uh, grabbed from, from experience through all the productions we did before, of course, but also from touring. That's yeah. really cool. I think we have 10 or 11 songs, and also Elena contributed vocals. was very nice, running re really smoothly, and now the, the big recording, <laughs> recording massacre is starting with orchestra and this and that and that. Sounds like a love-hate relationship with that process. Uh, it, it, it is more, more love. It is more love. But when you're stuck in, the, in between, sometimes you think, okay... Maybe one day it would be nice to have a solid rock band with just one bass drum and snare and one guitar. But of course it's great. And it will be going. mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> because no sleep until the album is finished. Yeah. We have a deadline. The release date is also fixed and stuff like that. So yeah. not much much space to have any uh, you know, uh, yeah. studio failures or whatever can yeah. happen. People can, can get ill or you know, things like that. It's a tight like schedule. Yeah. <laughs> tight schedule. Tight schedule. Well, beginning to wrap up with you guys tonight, after this run in the States with Sabaton and Battle Beast is over, what's coming up for the band uh, going into the summer of 2017? Well, summer will be uh, recording, recording, producing. And then we have uh, two very special shows. One show is with Sabaton on uh, open air, uh, uh, the residential castle of our hometown in Ludwigsburg. It's absolutely great. It's a highlight. You know, it's castle out. and yeah. inside the castle the show will take place it will be amazing yeah it will be amazing it's a coming home show for us yeah. and we will have also a lot of stage vikings over there or the shortest trip back home I can almost <laughs> almost walk drunk back home it's possible and then we have uh, another festival um, at the viking or uh, viking um, what's that uh, entertainment park or something like that uh, with a lot of other bands too and it will be a big one in northern Germany and also of course we will bring uh, Vikings over there and uh, will be two special events for us and yeah well then it's only the album <laughs> till September <laughs> very focused on that that's awesome well finally what is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise including the EP Fires in the North from Leaves Eyes on the road Come to the show, see us, get to the merchandise. We have uh, a lot of items which you don't get online or somewhere else. Um, and, uh, you know, all the t-shirts designs and stuff. We even brought uh, um, a very special edition, a tour book edition, US edition from the city. And, and the set. salt set as well. Amazing. You know, uh, it's, it's with a sculpture with the three swords. 
Yeah, it's all here. <laughs> well, you've teased me there. I, I'm, I want to be down front to see you guys as close as possible near the stage. But when that's over, I'm going to go back to the merch booth to check out some of those items. Sounds awesome. Guys, thanks so much. My first time to see you all perform live. I'm so excited about it. Can't wait for the show. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot for the interview.